Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Welcome to Suicide Buddies. Before we get started with the episode, I just want to say... Hampton and I joke around on the show a lot about suicide because we're very comfortable with it because we've thought about it a lot and dealt with it in our families. We're not making these jokes to make light of depression itself or the act of suicide. So just please know that while you're listening, we're on your side. We're doing this to help. And if you really are suicidal, if you're feeling that way, please, I can't urge you enough. Call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Helpline. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're amazing. They will talk you through it. You do not need to do it. Stay here with us. Glad you're alive. You know just what to do when I look at you. And I don't want to go. They call me on the phone and won't leave me alone. But I don't want to go. Get in the zone. On a zone. <laughs> sometimes yeah. I get in the face. Auto face. Sometimes I have to get in the zone, Dave. Auto zone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beginning, right? Man, there, man. new sponsor, Auto Zone. <laughs> who, by the way, killed himself. <laughs> German oh, German business creator, Otto von Zone. <laughs> Yes, I am Zone, Auto Zone. <laughs> why, why do we start on the dumbest riff possible? We launched Hello. into a character In the, so quick I am, I am, that goes nowhere. You call me Zone, Auto Zone, and I just cannot go on. <laughs> I am out of wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Autozone, he ran out of wrenches and he's sad. <laughs> That's his passion. Yeah, selling you know, wrenches. You know who's upbeat? The Pep Boys. <laughs> They're full of pep. You can call us the boys. <laughs> pep Boys. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah, that's man. basically all. Hey, what's uh, up? We're the Pet Boys. This is Pep Town, <laughs> the Pep Town podcast. Pep po- Buddies, po- <laughs> guys. If you listen to Suicide Buddies, you get ten uh, percent off at AutoZone and Pet Boys. What's up? You're on the Pepcast <laughs> and uh, Petco, <coughs> Petco, Pet Boys, <laughs> Pet Shop Boys albums are cheaper for you as well. <laughs> This wow, you guys, is great. Get, you guys get so many savings <laughs> yeah. listening to this podcast. Um, and here's where the savings come back. Uh, you guys can uh, keep listening to more free episodes. <laughs> Damn right. Man, those savings. You are listening to Suicide Buddies. I'm Dave Ross. <laughs> I forgot we have to do this dumb intro. Yeah. I, and I'm Hampton Young. <laughs> this dumb intro. <laughs> and this is normally a podcast about uh, mental health. Uh, we also talk about suicide in history 
and very important subjects. But this episode, we are not doing that because Dave, baby boy Dave Ross. Pet boy Dave Ross. Pet boy Dave Ross <laughs> is back. I from road dogging for, I think, a year. I think Dave's been gone a full yeah, year. I've been road dogging of the no podcast. condoms. <laughs> That is not what that, <laughs> What's not what road not dogging what means? means? No. Oh. No, Dave, road dogging is not not wearing a condom in fucking potholes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Across the country. Yeah. yeah I've, I've been, been fucking road dogging hard. I've been fucking potholes with no tire on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. We're laughing too much because like I I haven't seen you in fucking forever. Yeah, here's but the thing. dude, a guy who wants to raw dog his car so he drives with no tires and just the metal, and he's like, "Fuck yeah, raw dog in it right now. This car, no rubbers." <laughs> oh man, I don't even put oil in it. <laughs> Dude. Oh no, man! We really shouldn't even be doing a podcast. No, I'm. Here's what I'm realizing: uh, Hampton and I haven't seen each other in like a month and a half, and so you're listening to this episode. It's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be really. It's just gonna be us going. Wow! Because uh, we don't know how to say things like "I hey. missed you." And if you, <laughs> I actually was thinking earlier today. I was like, "How am I gonna bring up the fact that within?" Two days of you leaving, uh-huh. I was walking around the house and I went up to my girlfriend. And I was like, "I miss Dave." <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like, "I don't know." Like I just talk, I just talked to him all the time, and now he's he's gone. And <laughs> wow, and it was like she was watching me break up with a guy. <laughs> my girlfriend had to watch me lose a boyfriend. <laughs> Wow, that's so sweet, Hampton. <laughs> well, you can't come back, Dave, to yeah. this to the sweet D. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. We're just gonna be friends now. <laughs> I don't know what you were doing on the road. Yeah. We're no longer suicide fuck buddies. <laughs> well, man, I mean, you did like an insane amount of stand up on the road. Are you done with stand up now? Like No, actually I'm like... more fired up about stand up than ever. Really? I'm so pumped That's about awesome, comedy. Dude. Yeah, dude, it was great. That's great. You yeah, come dude. up with a lot of new new shit on the road? I have like I have like a one bit that I really like and then a couple like things I do fucking around that I really like. Like you know what I've been I did on the road a lot? Pull your dick out. On I stage. literally <laughs> After doing, I pull my dick out. Yeah, dude, I fuck a pothole. I say I'm. One thing I did start doing on the road, I literally started going get in the zone, friend zone, and, and no one ever laughed. Ah, you know what? Those those smart uh, liberal intelligentsia LA audiences. They might giggle. I think they'll like it. Yeah, they might like it. Well, no, I've, been, I've been literally thinking about that about my first like eight minutes of. Like material I'm just doing right now because mm-hmm. it's very it's very fuck around mm-hmm. and it's very like if you're ready to play here's here's like some fun yeah. sort of thing and I'm always like if I did this in any other city that I wasn't completely a hundred percent comfortable <laughs> in this would bomb a thousand deaths <laughs> this would fucking yeah. die so fucking hard <laughs> smash cut to Hampton being like so my gender fluid. <laughs> 
<laughs> a joke that I did write that I haven't done is that how old people must be confused that they're just like, I have to drink my gender now. Harold, what's happening? They're just like, gender's a flu. I'm not drinking enough gender. Wow, you are bad at stand up. <laughs> nah, I've been real fucking low about it. Like, oh, wait, I was obviously up. kidding. I'm your biggest fan. Uh, I literally am. I tell that people that all the time. I told um, everybody on the road. <laughs> like, like yeah. oh, well, when you asked you. me to do a no, podcast with you, nice. I was like, I was literally like, <gasps> Shut really? Up. Absolutely. Oh wow! <laughs> I yeah. thought I've been dragging you through this. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because oh, <no>. your attitude. <laughs> been one of indignation <laughs> and i won't stand for it no thank you so much yeah. i mean yeah that that means the world to me i don't know something like just thinking about you know how we obsess about our dumb careers as oh, yeah. we will move on from here dude i literally minutes of the podcast i was that. 10 minutes late to this recording and the reason was a comedian friend of ours called me and was like fuck it dude i'm going back to missouri holy shit <laughs> Holy shit. That has happened to me so many times. Yeah. And there's so many times I want to tell that comic, go. <laughs> Dude, I bet go you there's so Missouri. many, so much stage time there. <laughs> no, just go do anything else. I don't know. If you can I, I've told, dude. Yeah, go back and work on a shit farm and shuffle shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is now becoming like a stand up podcast, but I, I kind of want to mm-hmm. revel in it almost because it's like you've been doing an insane amount of stand up. So, like, yeah. You're well, let me really say real quick if this, is your, if this is your first episode listening to the show, normally we talk and joke around about suicide a lot and we go back and forth between mental health and really just kind of evil jokes about mental health. Um, so that's what you're looking for. Please go through all of our other episodes. But this is episode, I think, is going to be for us and people who know us well and know the podcast catching yeah. up. And then next week, we're going to get back to doing a suicide in history each week. Yeah, I think so. That, yeah, We just have so much to talk about. No, I, think. I know. It's like I haven't seen you in a month and a half, and we're doing a late night record, and I was... Because I, I just I got have back. two loaded where I was like, we could either do this journalist who killed himself or this Nazi who killed himself. Wow. And, and both of those are Adolf Hitler. It's <laughs> <laughs> just two different angles. Wait. <laughs> journalist he Adolf was, Hitler. He was a writer. Have you read Mein Kampf? It's very informative. Now I'm just imagining this is such a deep cut, but J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man with his own Hitler mustache yelling at Hitler. He's like, Hitler, I want that story on my desk. And Hitler's just like, I don't have the story yet. I'm sorry, it's about the Jews being Spider-Man, possibly. I don't care, Hitler. Have it on my desk. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Clark Ken walks by. He's like, wow, a little bit of a rough day, huh, Hitler? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Hitler jumps into a phone booth, and then he jumps out, and he's killed six million Jews. (laughs) Wow, that was the darkest thing I've ever said. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like... Do you think the last line of Mein Kampf is, and then I killed myself? (laughs) (laughs) That would be... Foreshadowing to the extreme. Yeah. I think uh, he actually. I think the title is said more like in Bor- Borat voice, where it's like Mein Kampf, Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude! 
We can't be the first people who've ever done that. Are we the first people who've ever done no, that? No, uh, Chris Rock, Louis C.K., uh, Woody <laughs> Allen does it, Harvey Weinstein did it on stage. Oh, well, welcome the back greats. to the podcast. Kevin Spacey did it <laughs> on stage. Hampton's been practicing his list of monsters <laughs> for when we start recording again. We do have monsters of, <laughs> monsters of allegations to yeah. our... <laughs> monsters, Inc., <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm I'm way off uh, at this point. I'm I'm that excited to see you that I'm getting same. a little scatterbrained. Same at this point. Um, same. So on on my end, uh, things have been boring as fuck. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I I thought I'd be doing so much more without you. Now that I'd have the freedom of no days. <laughs> I thought I'd get so much more done. Uh-huh. And instead I But just, what happened? I said I just became an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I just drank far too much. Really? And got into fights with my girlfriend about what? completely irresponsible shit on my part. Really? I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. <laughs> and well, I blame you. That's what I'm saying. No, I was saying that to her. She's <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> She's listening through a cup in the wall. Yeah. As all good girlfriends should do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, so wait. You've been getting in fights. I mean, obviously, I can tell you don't like that. I just um, think it's funny. Like, um, like er, yeah, it's like early on in this podcast, I mentioned something. I was like, me and my girlfriend have been fighting. I was like, well, I just drink too much. And I'm... I'm I know what I'm doing uh-huh. was my mentality at the time. Yeah. I was like, I've got this. And you don't feel like you've got this anymore? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> it's like on the line, you know? Like, I've got to pull it back. It's, it's fights... too much being reinforced from me drinking because I'm trying to, like, numb something. Sure. You know? And that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. That... <laughs> uh, clearly. <laughs> Wait, is that good? And that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the therapy, auto therapy. <laughs> hey, what's going on? You got bipolar? All right. Yeah. Get up on the rig. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like changing the hey, lug nuts in your uh, brain. We're clicking clack, the therapy brothers. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my therapist. That's my therapist. <laughs> You know what's funny is like sometimes that is something I've been wanting to get to. It's like therapists, it's not an exact formula the minute you start. Mm-hmm. And it is like a mechanic. Like sometimes there's someone who's almost like trying to fuck you. Like what? You should, you should try and find a therapist who is like oh, I see. going to be like working. You said that really so quickly. It sounded like you were I like, know. you should fuck them. <laughs> you should be like Sigmund Freud and just do cocaine and yeah. fuck your patients. Yeah. Don't go to a therapist. Just think about boners and fuck people. Sigmund Freud is my favorite. Just beginning of mental health. Oh, it's like, so great. Eh, it's, it's your mom. You want to fuck your mom. Anyway, he just does cocaine in the You should do cocaine. <laughs> He's like, I've got it figured out. Well, I'm, I am irrationally afraid that a bear is going to jump out on the road and kill me. Yeah, well, that's because you want to fuck your dad. <laughs> he was a bear. <laughs> He was a bear, and I'm smaller than him. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, so like uh-huh. with with like um, I don't know, mental health and just knowing myself with depression and stuff. It's like 
I don't know. Like, I definitely, honestly, in my family, I have like a long line of alcoholism. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's something I've always had to be mindful of. But something. Well, clearly not. (laughs) I don't know. I'm definitely, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I've had this with therapy also. It's like, I can really trick myself out of something. Mm -hmm. Like, my mind will just find a way to excuse it or get out of something. Yeah. So it's like with drinking, like, I think I said it on earlier in the podcast. I was like, I'm good at drinking. Like, uh-huh. I'm, that's my thing. I'm I, good at it. <laughs> right. Which is like the first thing an alcoholic says. <laughs> I, found, <laughs> I heard the craziest thing about, or uh, we'll maybe believe that, but whatever. But like, like um, this writer in L.A. who's very uh, popular, he, um, he was told by a doctor because he went to him about like his alcoholism mm-hmm. and they were like he was like so I'm going to stop drinking and they're like oh no 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 do do for the love of god do not stop drinking like your body cannot handle it at oh. this point oh yeah man <laughs> it's so clean think about sober. alcohol that's so crazy yeah alcohol and sleeping pills are the only two things that the withdrawal can kill you really the withdrawal from heroin cannot kill you but the Going cold turkey off alcohol or sleeping pills can kill you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, so transpotting's fucking full of shit. Heroin's bad still. (laughs) No, Dave, I know you've done heroin. I don't don't give a shit. I'm saying saying my battle with with beer recently is is more bad than yours. I love that, like, you're talking about how bad your alcoholism is. And we just get an image, and it's just you sipping a beer. You only have like half a beer, and then you're like, "Hey, shut up!" Like, <laughs> that's the <laughs> hardest. That's honestly been the hardest thing with this. Is like, because it's going to be hard for me. One, I have a severe distrust of AA and like sure. all those programs because they have a very high uh, relapse record, right? And um, and also, I don't really believe in the whole. Um, you know, everyone gather around in a circle and tell your deepest, darkest secrets of, you know, how you fucked up because then you'll just see somebody else in a group with a way worse story and you're like, well, I haven't even fucking hit rock bottom at all. Like, yeah. That guy set fire to a boat and pissed on his grandma. Like, that guy is- I love Bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> True Detective Season 3. <laughs> Yours was a better joke. Thank you. Man, I gotta uh, yeah, go. I don't know. So I, I kind of have like, plus I'm, I don't know. Anyway, so. Well, wait, can I, uh, and I, I know uh, I know you were like on your way to say something, but can I ask real quick, do you feel, these fights, do you feel like, do they get resolved and are they okay and are you guys okay or yeah, is it the kind of thing no, where, Yeah, okay. totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. There's no like real tension. I mean, the big thing is I wake up in the morning and I go like, I did what? Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. They just and I and I just start crying. It's not arguments, it's more like she's just like she's a rash she's actually like an incredible person and has like a very rational brain. So she's like, I can't live with an addict. Yeah. Wow. It's that bad. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. So so that's kind of the way she frames it. You know, yeah. whereas I'm like it's taken me a while to be like, um, you know, especially the fact is I'm I'm so nice when I'm drunk mm-hmm. i'm not violent i'm actually like really complimentary <laughs> like right there's really no problem i'm very quiet 
<laughs> like you almost can't even tell. Yeah. So that's kind of been the thing for the longest time. I've been like, <laughs> I'm great at drinking. <laughs> like, Cut to, I, uh, you're I, really I, smart okay. for a woman. <laughs> <laughs> At the back I'm really of my head. Complimentary. <laughs> Aren't I hot? <laughs> there have been weird times. I mean, plus it's like drinking is just so fucking fun. And like, I as I've always said, there's too many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a bit of an insom- of an insomniac. So it's like, I don't know. Just at a certain point, it's like. How am I going to turn off my brain for like? Can I be honest three with you? Hours? Like, it's interesting, man. Like, I I relate to a lot of what you're saying, but also I gotta tell you, you said like you just said a long series of things that are like what an alcoholic is. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, you definitely need help. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that was kind of where it's been like this uh, pivot change. Okay. Since, uh, I don't know, like just, I've had time to like self-reflect. Sure. Because I wasn't moving on like the pod, you know, and what I've got to do that week or something, you know, it was a little bit more of like, what are my behaviors? Yeah. Wow. What are my habits? So what's, um, what's the plan? Um, I, I'm kind of. Keep drinking. (laughs) Here's my plan. Hear me out. Drink my way to the other side. (laughs) Yeah. The only way out is through. Because I feel like right now I'm in the eye of the storm. (laughs) I wish, dude. And it's so funny. It's like all my friends are fucking alcoholics, too. So it's like when I bring it up to them, they're like, yeah, I don't know, man. If, if only there was a drinking boring. equivalent of your dad making you smoke a whole pack of cigarettes. Like, so then he made me drink the whole 30 pack. No, there's not. You yeah, die. There no, there's a thing that can happen apparently to you. Like, say if you just drink vermouth till you're like vomiting. An aversion, sure. But a you, bunch. And then, yeah, your body will just be like, vermouth. But that there's a lot of different liquors you have to do that with. Exactly. I have to do every <laughs> single. Dave, it's like Pokemon. I got to catch them all. And then like. I got to get down to. Pinkberry schnapps. Yeah. That's the last thing. I'm drinking like Listerine. You're at a bar and someone's like, do you want a shot of... And he and you're like, I have an aversion to all shots. And he's like, have you ever done Tawaka? And you're like, no! And you just die from alcohol poisoning. Tawaka Tawaka is so gross. Dude, dude. I'm going to do Jankum, my last thing. What? Prison piss wine. Oh, wow. You make wine out Wait a of minute. piss in prison. You can ferment piss? This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see why it's so hard to quit? <laughs> There's so many you different iterations. You can ferment everything I love. You think you can ferment cum? Dude. <laughs> well, I don't know. Here, here's also my thing is I, I don't know if I could go my entire life without drinking. But the way I'm kind of approaching it is like... Very realistically, which is like, okay, something's going on. I have to deal with it. And this is only through years of therapy that I can kind of compartmentalize things and really like view know it as what the like, problem is. He- here's how I have to maybe deal with it. I'm, I'm kind of unhappy about things. I'm spiraling up and using alcohol. I don't really like AA and those things, but I'll probably go back to therapy. Yeah. For a while. 
you should. I feel like there's just some things I just need to like talk about, get kind of like comfortable with, and get back to a normal place, and then you know, you know the other reason we'll see, we'll see from there. You know, yeah. Well, that's man, that's good. It's good that you know that and you're doing that. I, it, I, I'm i still concerned, obviously. I want you to be okay. I and I hope... It's, it's so weird to bring it up to friends. It's not weird at all, as a matter of fact. And I... I've, ha- I've had a <laughs> bit of a time. Oh, I <laughs> Just see. Being For like, you, I, of course. Because like, yeah, people are like, right. how are you doing? I'd be like, not not good. Yeah. I Honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, that kind of thing. You know, being like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and my concern is in like... Going to therapy is good, and it, yeah, I definitely understand being wary of AA, and I want to talk about that in a minute, but, like, I do, you know, yeah, I personally think you should, like, the answer is to get sober for at least a while, Um, but it seems like you don't want to do that. You don't feel like that is the answer. Well, I do. It's more just a life philosophy. Uh Uh-huh. As far as I view it, I'm like, well, I feel like um, there's true addiction and then there's like compensating for stuff. Right. Like, I'm just depressed and dealing with it through negative ways. Right. And alcohol is addictive. So. But you don't think you're an alcoholic? But a part. No, no, I probably am right now. But I, but I think I am like. Or or whatever it's it's just too it's just too much right now, <laughs> you okay. know what I mean. But more, my point is like, I think I have a really hard time mentally being like, wait, I'm never going to drink again. Yeah, I do too. Like that that to me is the part where I go, that's crazy. But what if you quit for a while? That's exactly what I'm gonna. You're do. going to do that? Absolutely. Oh, oh great. Yeah, that's what good, I've been good. doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when's the last time you had a drink? It's been a bit. Really? Yeah. Like a few weeks? Well, it was when... uh, (laughs) What happened was... (laughs) Here here was the bottom out of shit with me and my girlfriend. I pissed on the bedroom floor while drunk. And then the next morning, she was like, you pissed on the floor. I was like, shut the fuck up. No way. Like, I I was like, you're crazy. Like, wait a minute. Paint a picture for me. You walked in and like peed on the corner, yeah. or you pissed your pants. Paint a picture. Did you piss your pants? Uh, do you know the piss Christ? Anyway, uh, um, uh, it's very specific. Or did joke. you think it was funny while drunk to pee on the floor? Okay, here's the thing. None of <laughs> none I, of that? I wasn't even like you know clearly like in my brain. You were just point. blah. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't do that he as a goes goof. Here. <laughs> I would never. Here's the crazy thing. I'm incredibly oh, self conscious. I'm ready for the crazy thing. No, exactly. <laughs> when she told me that, I was like, "What?" I'm like, I'm incredibly self conscious about using the restroom in general. So, like, I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, was she I, in the room when you pissed? Yeah, apparently. She was like sleeping. Yeah, no. She's incre- She's like literally girlfriend of the century. Oh, okay. Wait, because uh, she didn't uh, break up with me. Well, wait a minute, though. I and obviously I that one hundred percent fucking sucks for her. But I will <laughs> that's say, what I said I really was like, no, that's I, I. The whole thing was me being just like, what am I doing to this person? Sort right. of thing. But you know? wait, you, I, I do. So what happened was you 
you got up in the middle of the night yeah. and just pissed in the corner or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. But that's like a fairly common thing I've oh, heard yeah. of with oh, drunk no. people. Every comic has way worse stories. But that's my thing is like, and I know that's crazy, actually. Like, that's something I had to think about was like, I was like, that's my personal bottom. Because to me, I was like... You don't want to do it to your girlfriend? Even though I yeah. know my friends have done shit like that, I'm like... No, no, no. Wait, I've always been like, I'm get, never going to be that guy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that because people have done worse things, that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not saying that... <laughs> you're like, you're not so bad. Dude, do you remember World War II? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those guys were awful. <laughs> exactly. That's not what I'm saying. But... But I guess the reason what I'm saying is like, if it were me, and I woke up in the morning and my girlfriend was like, uh, <laughs> "You fucking pissed on the floor," I would want to know. Like, I would, I would not feel nearly as bad if I just pissed the bed because that's like an incontinence thing. Sure. <laughs> I the thing that would have made me feel the worst would be if I literally was like, <laughs> I like peed on the floor. That, but no, 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 wait. No, uh, you're so right. But I'm, no, I'm telling but, you, I'm a dude, really God nice drunk. It. I'm a really nice drunk. The reason I'm saying this is like, I know a lot of people who sleepwalk when they're drunk mm-hmm. and have literally like pissed in the hamper. That like that specific yeah. thing. And that's not a wild and crazy, <laughs> fucked up person. Not even necessarily a person that drinks that much. So yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's nice to hear that. And you could feel a little better about it that you're not, like, some kind of fucking maniac. Yeah. Dude, uh, no, but... But you should still quit. Yes. I, that I, is I'm, bottom. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it. I, I'm not yes. trying to, like, correct. Because I, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but that is a, initially kind of what I d- dislike about AA is, like, people being like... Me too, brother. It's like, well, great. Now I don't. But that's not what now I'm I don't feel saying. bad. That's literally, wasn't what I was saying. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just think like my worry in s- situations like that is like you you should absolutely take responsibility for something, hmm. and and you should be like, yes, I have to solve that problem. Where it gets bad is if you haunt yourself with it yes. and you let it say, wow. I'm bad for this. No, you're and right. And that's not a thing that makes you a bad, evil thing. Wow. It's just something you have to take onus you, of. You're right. Honestly, you're you're absolutely right. And uh, maybe the distinction there is, uh, is like I've gone through therapy and, in a really meaningful way where I really learned to kind of dissect why I feel certain ways. And something I've – as you bring that up, like – We've gotten all these emails uh, from people who listen to the podcast and talking about, like, um, you know, what their thoughts about going into therapy or self-help would be. And they seem very, like, uh, consumed with, like, you know, thought and guilt about doing it or something like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Um, it's just like what's going to happen when I go through this process? Whereas I, I feel like I've had the benefit of going through it. Right. And now I kind of like, I will say that's interesting, man. I, I I have never actually really realized that about what therapy's done for me. But like, if I really think about what it's done is that more than anything, it is lifted, not completely, but lifted in a great way the shame and guilt 
yeah. of having a mental illness. Yeah, exactly. Because it's weird, man. There's like so much societal bullshit around it. So like there's being depressed, which sucks. And then it's castigating yourself for being depressed and then getting more depressed. Mm-hmm. Whereas like... Or acknowledging just, your depression is somehow a fault, you know? Yeah. When yeah. like really it's like yeah. if you could just know and accept that you're depressed and be comfortable telling people that and they could be like, oh, okay, so that's a thing you have to deal with. <laughs> Rather than you know, them being like, you're a fucking pussy. I wish we could give people some like helpful advice where it's like, how do you tell people, you know, like, I'm I'm depressed, but not in like a sad way. You know, it's like, yeah. I feel like we have the benefit of being just like, I want to fucking kill myself. Suicide <laughs> buddies, listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Is that a goose or a noose? <laughs> I don't even know what yeah, that means. I know. It's really We're hard. having fried noose I, it's, for dinner. It's more like just never feel shame about it. Like if someone's yeah. like, you know, oh, you're depressed? It's like, well, yeah, I'm dealing with X, X, and X. Like life is very difficult. Yeah, man. And if I have like more than two things going on, <laughs> I feel overcome with anxiety, which yeah. then leads to, leads to depression because I don't know how come I can't deal with all this anxiety? Yeah. You know, that's the weird thing is like with almost like I see all these like mental diagnosis where it's like, well, I have anxiety or I have depression or I have like anxiety and depression, but it's like, they're so like, Oh, they're intertwined. Absolutely. Where it's like the minute you start being like, why am I so awful about being anxious about all the different possibilities? This could go bad, you know, because I've trained my brain. And, oh, well, I'm bad. I'm depressed. I'm I'm a bad person. I do and, wonder know. how much... I should do some reading about this. Like, I I know when I was in school, I have a degree in psychology, so I, like, read a lot about it. And uh, Ooh, not, college boy. I knew it. I fucking <laughs> knew it, dude. Ooh. <laughs> uh, a degree in psychology, Going by the way. Going on penny rates <laughs> Yeah. You college frat. This frat. I hate this podcast. <laughs> once an episode, Dave quits the podcast. Not once, dramatically so. Once a minute. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm gonna do when we're done recording? I'm gonna go piss in your room. <laughs> uh, I already marked it, dude. It's mine. Yeah, I'm wolf. I'm alpha. I'm gonna piss in there more, <laughs> and I'm gonna leave a note on the ground that says. Hampton killed himself. You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Detectives look no further. Hampton was the culprit. Even though I'm standing here with a bloody knife. <laughs> you know what's also really great is my girlfriend and I have been able to make jokes about it also. That's great. So she, I haven't just felt like completely guilty and awful you know it's more just like you fuck up yeah you know like so well, which has been taking it's, care it's of good it. to be with somebody who at least um also she wouldn't yeah. do that if you weren't trying to take care of it you know what i mean like you're doing your part <laughs> yeah uh oh, but i was saying um by the way go, getting a degree in psychology is like going to psychology high school it means nothing <laughs> <laughs> you just read a bunch of books. I know. I took it's some crazy. psychology classes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, those, to be fair, the best classes you'll ever fucking take. Oh, dude. I learned so much. Yeah. I love a teacher uh, who just comes in and is like, think about this. Yeah. You know, like, oh, well, that's philosophy, I think you're thinking of. 
I don't know. Psychology definitely had that because they really be like, think about this. Yeah, I don't know. They, they'd was... be like, "This is what schizophrenia is." Think about it. Oh, like it's just like, and you're like, "Holy fucking shit!" I didn't even realize it's like people like seeing things they can't control it. Like it would just it's give me such a perspective on a human condition. My experience in learning in those classes was that it was just listing facts about a thing that is not <laughs> at all concrete. I, I kind of um, took learning about different psychosis of the brain as also philosophy it, it really is it's like oh, yeah. so this is how you view the world i feel like the most that i've learned about human psychology comes from knowing like learning a little bit about it and then examining myself and going to therapy and things like that oh yeah. but yeah. fuck what was i saying um uh yeah oh yeah i've wondered for a long time and when i was learning about that shit i didn't really hear much about this but i I do wonder if at a certain point we're going to find out that a vast majority of mental illness are learned pathways. And like you were talking about the connection between anxiety and depression. Because like – and the reason I I both think that and want that to be true (laughs) is like I think the optimist in me. Because I think that – to me, it feels like I can train the depression out of my head. And I used to think it was way easier than I do now. Now I know. But, like, I can yeah. now tell you after going to therapy for fucking 10 years or whatever that the first thing that happened was I, like, after a few <laughs> years realized some patterns I was going through. And then I would start seeing the patterns. Like, oh, I that person looked at me weird and then I immediately assume that they fucking hate me. Sure. I do that all the time. Sure. I should not do that. That's not necessarily. And then now, I don't even always have that thought. I just don't do it. Yeah. And if So I literally am training myself to get better at it. Absolutely. And maybe those are just like uh, countermeasures. Absolutely. But then the result of the countermeasure is that I feel better. Uh-huh. And then the more yeah. you feel better, the less you have it. And I just really wonder... Yes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, that is that is the honest trick. It's like we're kind of dumb computers. Yeah. And it's like, you can write this really dumb computer language of like, totally. hey, if you start having these negative thoughts, I know it sounds crazy and it's not even going to work right away, but like, if you're kind of adjusting your thoughts to be like, all right, move off of that topic. It doesn't have to be positive to yourself right away, but just move off of that topic. Totally. It, it it starts to rewire your brain. I do think that some of the worst language that people use with depressed and anxious people is the phrase, um, don't run away from that. Because I do understand, like, you do have to feel your feelings and deal with them. Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, after you've felt them the one yeah. time... And then you are true. you're ruminating after yeah. that. So like I do think that I sorry, uh yeah, I'll hard. be done in a second. But I I do think a thing that helps me a lot is like I'm just not gonna think about that right now. And when you know it, if I don't think about the thing that makes me sad, fifteen minutes later, I don't feel as sad. I like that. I love what you're saying, but I also love that you were like, I'll, I'll stop in a second, even though you're saying this like beautiful, great thing. It's oh, like, I felt like you were going to... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like you were about to say something, and I was like, oh, I'm almost done. That's why I did that. You know, because you fucking talk over me the whole now, goddamn podcast. You're now wired. <laughs> Your yeah. brain is now wired to preemptively be like, Hampton, shut the fuck up in yeah, four after seconds. 10 years of being friends with Hampton... I have learned, and now I don't even have the thought. I just do it. 
Shut the fuck up, Hampton. <laughs> you just write down. All right, Hampton, before we start the pod, we're going to have a shut the fuck up at minute two, <laughs> 15 seconds. Yeah, Aristotle, give me a sign when I need to tell Hampton to shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. It's, it's really... Can I call you tampon? <laughs> Have you been sitting on that the entire? It occurred entire to me in the break. car on the way over. <laughs> yeah, you Did know what'd be you better if you time traveled to be my bully growing up. <laughs> yeah. Did that happen to you in high school? I had like uncreative bullies. <laughs> really? Like I just the first day of high school, somebody just punched me in the face and was just like faggot, like and moved. To, he's just like, and then he a couple days later, like came to my table and like shoved me, and like I never saw that guy again. Wow, it was Brian Dennehy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was Brian Dennehy. Oh my shit! He's just the shape of a bully and the type of person I could see disappearing. Yes, but he's also Brian Dennehy. Uh, who's an he actor, looks like a rock. Who's an actor? Like a rock. Uh, he also is like the always the shape of like the affable dad. He's wonderful to me. Like he's a guy you'd be like. Uh, I either wanted to be my bully or be my dad. <laughs> He definitely could he be my bully, and dad? I hear he's a truly kind person. No, he's definitely a shaped like a boulder, is what I mean. He's like a friendly boulder, <laughs> dude. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on, but like Brian Dennehy, my favorite fucking movie ever is First Blood, like uh, oh okay, the first Rambo movie, and he's amazing in it. And it's like Aristotle, I've never seen First Blood. You've never seen First Blood? I didn't say that. I was talking to Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I've never seen First that's Blood. A, that's okay. You should come up and watch First Blood with me, man. I'm down. It's so fucking good. Like it's literally like Stallone has maybe three good performances in his life. And First Blood is just about a PTSD Vietnam. Like he it, Rambo, like mm-hmm. the first Rambo, he's just a Vietnam soldier who's like broken. Wait, isn't First Blood the first one? Yeah, First Blood is the first oh, okay. one. They don't call it Rambo. like Until the second the, one. I think the second one is called First Blood 2, and then they retconned, called it Rambo 2. Like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because like, Rambo started popping off as a big thing in the oh. 80s, where it's like... Because they kept making sequels, and then it just became more and more violent and weird. <laughs> yeah. Rambo 2, Rambo 3. <laughs> well, okay, sorry. I'm getting way off topic. The reason First Blood is so fucking funny. So Brian Dennehy in First Blood is just harassing this PTSD Vietnam survivor. Wow. Who like was a hero for his country, you know? And he's just spraying him with like fire hoses and like beating him and shit. And, like, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> and he freaks out and like starts fucking up this small town police department you know like that's first blood that's the first that's the movie right really yeah it's 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 all about this soldier who's like a green beret who has ptsd and he's he's kind of like a drifter and a, a small town sheriff's like you gotta leave town wow you know and he just I didn't know that at and, all and and in the end is like stallone like crying he's like just telling a story about his buddy who got blown away and he just has ptsd he's like i can't, i don't know what to do anymore yeah and then Rambo 2 is in the <laughs> Rambo it's in the two jungle. It's like <laughs> Rambo is in prison mm-hmm. from that shit from the first one. Okay, there's some fucked up shit going on overseas. <laughs> Who are we going to get? 
PTSD, <laughs> prison con, John Rambo. Whoa. And they just make him into this, like, you know, like insane superhero <laughs> where, like, they're giving him, like, James Bond, you know, like, uh, equipment and shit. And, like, but the whole. <laughs> it's just so funny to be like, you know, we should get the guy who had such bad PTSD. He just, like, started opening fire on a small town. <laughs> That's our super soldier. <laughs> and then, like, you know, we send him to Vietnam. Then we send him to Afghanistan. <laughs> like, Wow, the, yeah. The Rambo movies just keep going. And then he's like, I think when they made Rambo, that movie where he's, like, old, and they brought it back. They brought the series back because Rocky came back. Did they do that? Yeah, yeah. They brought it all back. And now Sto- I didn't even know that. And now Stallone has like human growth hormone syndrome, and like all his bones are like bigger than his muscles, <laughs> so they're like jutting out of his face and shit. And now like these movies are just like he's just shooting Asian people. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's no subtlety. There's no like what's the conflict. It's just here's Stallone. We're sending you to Asia. <laughs> What's the problem? It's Asia. <laughs> what? What do you mean? What's what are you the talking problem? about? We're gonna drop you right in the middle of Asia. <laughs> oh man, dude! You With nothing to... but a toothbrush and an American car. I'm I'm a hundred percent gonna show you First Blood because that movie is is so good. Like it stands on its own. It's kind of like Die Hard. Like the first Die Hard is kind of perfect, but then like as it goes on, you're like. What the fuck is happening? Like, why? Are Do you, you remember this? why we got on talking about Rambo and First Blood? <laughs> PTSD. Was it PTSD? Yeah, I don't know. Mental trauma. Yeah, I was just wondering if there was a thing that because we keep jumping topic, and I want to make sure that this whole episode isn't just us <laughs> never finishing any idea. No, uh, I mean, I think we've gotten like kind of circled around to like a lot of the main principles uh you know what asia reminds me of <laughs> being on tour <laughs> if you want to really circle around dave does his pacific rim tour <laughs> yeah you're just more in a like, giant mech touring to cities more like pacific rim job <laughs> that's is right is it it is. Is it really more? It's when you like... lick an exhaust pipe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, guys, uh, we've been getting like so many great emails to the podcast, um, yeah. and uh, it has not stopped uh, in the break that we've had. And uh, I think we wanted to devote some of this episode to reading uh, some fan. Just so emails. you know, I did not want that. <laughs> Only- I have text evidence to say you completely suggested. Only, only tampon wanted that. <laughs> oh, that's why we started talking about First Blood, because I called you tampon like a bully. Mm-hmm. Like a bully. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking about uh, high school and my bully and shit like that. And- yeah. That's bullies. Have you heard Barry Rothbard's bit about how his bully is Action Bronson? Oh yeah, <laughs> I have heard that. Dude, that was the best. So can funny, you imagine dude. your bully becomes successful? In dude, life? god damn it! I I, I I saw my bully one one of them uh, in concert. 
It was Bono. <laughs> Talking wow. about world <laughs> protecting the world, you piece of shit. <laughs> Used to piss in my mouth, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forgive you. You twisted my ear and said, made flushing sounds like I was I a toilet. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I would love to. No, read but I, I, I was, uh, to, uh, I was like just driving. I saw him and like he, he, he was living on like a really shitty house and shit. I'm from a very bad area. <laughs> uh, Jake Weissman, friend of the podcast, had him yeah. on. He, dude, he was on stage performing at a show. And was like, you know, talking shit to the crowd like he does a lot. And then he like noticed a dude in the crowd and was like, I know you. And the guy was laughing. and He was like, yeah. And he goes, you used to bully the fuck out of me in high school. And the guy goes, yeah. And then Jake fucking ripped him apart in front of the whole crowd for his whole set. Ran the light to do it more. Everyone loved it. And that guy like took it and laughed and afterward went up to him, apologized, and told him he's super funny. What a validating... You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> Who gets that? Did I tell you about my friend Gus? This is the opposite, actually. Wait. Okay. <laughs> my friend Gus... Wait, Asia? <laughs> you tell me about my friend Asia? <laughs> my friend Asia tour, I just went on a tour. Uh, <laughs> please, please, go on. Uh, my friend Gus, he was like reading a text from a friend and he's That's laughing. That's a fake name. Gus. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my friend Gus was reading. From the show Recess. Gus can't read. Gus. Uh, and uh, I was like, what are, you, what are you laughing at? And he's like, dude, so my friend is like really big in electronic music now. Hmm. Uh, and uh, he's always been sort of like a meek, quiet guy, but he started producing electronic music and now he has like. He makes so much money doing it. He has so many fans. And um, he got bullied by this one guy for like all of middle school and high school relentlessly. And it like really is the thing that drove him into making music. It like drove him fucking insane. And uh, the other day he got a Facebook message from his bully. Mm He would found his music. Just don't. And the message apparently said, hey, man, uh, can't believe I found you. Looks like you're still a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The guy's like 30. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, I found you on that new app. uh, On that new app, Bitchster. It's where I find bitches. I do. I mean, in like, my local if you're listening and you you've been heavily bullied, no, we're not laughing at the no, bullying. No. This, We've both been bullied as fuck. Of that shit, but dude. it's just like that's so funny. To one. commit to bullying one guy that long is so insane. How do you not laugh at that? <laughs> the confidence. Oh man! Like what fucking like Toyota dealership does that's that guy thing. work? That guy's at? the biggest loser on earth. That he still cares. <laughs> like, what's up, Pink Stain? <laughs> yeah, totally. What's up? Yeah, hey, Scuzz Bucket. <laughs> you haven't gotten laid once. I have a wife. We're, <laughs> we're trying to have a child right now. Yeah, yeah this guy's a virgin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy's never gotten laid. Man, you're so bad at kickball. Did anyone, when you were growing up, I know that's, um, even your friends kind of probably do this, but I mean, like, any bullies do the whole, like, you're never going to get laid. Oh, like, yeah. I never really got 
It was more just like, you suck. <laughs> like, they just were like anti me, you know? I got, well, you know, I was, I graduated high school in 2000. And, you know, Ugh. yeah. Warn us about 9 11 much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and then did. I went off to college at the Twin Towers. <laughs> you did nothing. Yeah. I took a year off and then I flew in a plane to New York. <laughs> Just start college. (laughs) Yeah. 9-11-2001 was the first day of the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You grew up in a kind of a... NYU? More like NYME. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this podcast sucks. This is a bad show. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, please don't listen to future episodes or subscribe to our Patreon to hear more additional bonus sucking content. Patreon.com slash Suicide Buddies. We need it so bad. We need your money because making this podcast is harder than we thought. <laughs> and that's truly honest. Also, we just want money. Uh, <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was really interested in what you were saying there. About, well, we're uh, Early, you're, you're graduating in 2000. Oh, yeah. With and so like... I mean, I think a lot of, like, everyone who is over, I don't know, uh, uh, no, born in fair. the 80s yeah, yeah. will understand what I mean. It's like this, the definition of gay was, like, <laughs> weak, <laughs> confounded to everything. Yeah, it yeah. meant, like, weak... <laughs> Virgin, yeah. you're so, right. You're right, dude. Thank God, honestly, the backlash came. Yeah, because we had exhausted <laughs> yeah. using gay as a pejorative for everything. Like we'd be like, the sun's been out all day. It's fucking gay. The sun's gay, dude. <laughs> in the sky, I mean, that rain cloud's gay. Being gay, growing <laughs> like, up in the eighties and nineties, down to everything. It's I, I can't even. Oh yeah, imagine like I. There were a bunch of people I went to high school with who later came out as gay mm-hmm. and I totally know why because everyone all the time was just just like whoa dude you got new shoes you're gay <laughs> and I'm like what <laughs> it was yeah. so so anyway yeah I definitely got called uh gay a lot pussy bitch and it also a lot of that was like you don't know how you're not gonna fuck yeah or you, you don't know how to fuck girl literally at one point when I was in eighth grade wow this dude that I was, I thought I was friends with. We were just like sitting in some. It was some class. Turned out it was my teacher. Yeah, <laughs> he pantsed me in front of the entire senior class. Yeah, and he was gay. <laughs> it was weird. There you go. And so that explains nine eleven. <laughs> Wait, you and, thought uh, he was your friend? Yeah, we had like been hanging out. Well, that happened to me a lot when I was young. I mean, I think that's the thing that has like tortured me the most throughout my life. Like I can point to like a bunch of moments where someone who was just like hanging out with me and nice to me and laughing with me just turned on me like that. All right, Dan, uh, I think we're done with this podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't want to ever fucking uh, see you again. Goodbye. <laughs> He's really leaving. Uh, uh, <laughs> he left. That was the end of the bit. No, he <laughs> that left. Was the end. You of just the walked straight bit. into your bedroom and pissed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good roast yeah well good roast yeah man i've got ammunition against you forever <laughs> shut up you're an alcoholic 
I find, like, honestly, honestly, my new thing now as I'm getting older is to be just like get ahead of things and just be like totally. Here's what. Here's how I'm feeling ashamed recently. Anyway, uh, I want to get back to your. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, and truly, like I, I actually haven't really thought about that in a long time. But like, yeah, especially when I was young. I moved a lot. I moved yeah, every three years. I was thinking that when you were talking about this, yeah, this story. Also, a couple times in there, we moved neighborhoods. So I, I like, there was a period of time in my life where I was in a different school every year for like, it was like seven Holy years or some shit. Holy fucking, <laughs> you, it's honestly incredible you're not a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, you that don't know I'm not. I know. Uh, yeah. Well, I just got back you from the tour. You just kill on stage. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. People. <laughs> 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 Dave, I meant to ask, have you been getting laid on the road? <laughs> uh, and killing these in people? In a way. <laughs> You've been killing us. Anyway, um, I, okay. I don't want to get too far away from this story. So, uh, yeah, there were just like, it's it's weird how like, okay, I've started like a few thoughts. I'm going to finish all of them, I promise. But it's weird how like, I think... Uh, one thing about America, like in a society, oh, culture here we in general. Go. Yeah. Um, and then we just played This is America and it ends. <laughs> this is Guys, America. dude, check out my Instagram and see the brilliant This is America parody I unleashed. We should make a video f- uh, for This is America that's the same song that's just us pointing to a map. <laughs> <laughs> You. This is America. Uh, <laughs> all right, I really don't. I won't derail you. Um, we are like told that um, we're sort of like through movies and TV and how people talk about things. Taught that there's a certain type of family situation or life situation that is bad, and that's like mm-hmm. if your dad is an alcoholic and hits you or something, or if one of your parents oh. leaves or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And everybody tends to know a person who went through shit like that, got hit, got molested, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think that reality for a lot of people causes people who don't have those specific traumas to negate their own. Uh, oh, wow. Like, oh, yes. I don't have it as bad as that person, and so I shouldn't actually be okay with the fact that I'm fucked up from people treating me this way. You know what I mean? And I definitely did that for years. But it's weird, man. Like, that wow. process, I would meet people and make friends with them, and then it would turn out they were fucking with me, dude. For, like... Really? And not everyone at yeah, yeah, all. No. <laughs> uh, but, like... No, I get you, dude. Even I, once, that's... Totally. It's it, jarring I mean, as a child. I mean, when I was someone young, be like, like oh, you're not times. really my friend? You've been, like... Making fun of me, or you know, yeah, man, and so teasing me with your friends or something, you know, it, I mean, like that's that's horrifying. Absolutely, and now I'm getting better with friendships, but I'm still pretty bad with it in romantic relationships. Oh, I'm... I know. <laughs> you leave for a month. <laughs> Uh, I've been fucking a doll in the effigy of you for a month, Dave. I've been fucking this this you don't know what sex sex or effigy is. (laughs) I've been honoring you. Don't talk about your girlfriend like that. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Um, she is a doll. What a peach! (laughs) Oh man. It's a doll of Peach from the Mario Brothers. Uh, that's his girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> Again, I'm getting roasted here. <laughs> and the doll's just like, quit pissing on the floor. And the 
okay. it would be funny if she actually did hit me in the nose with like a paper, you know, like newspaper. Like, no, bad. And she like puts my puts my face in it. No, no, that is not what we do here. Hampton, bad, bad Hampton. We, we do that outside. Bad tampon. Don't. We we have our substance abuses outside, <laughs> Mister. <laughs> Go pee in the pool like a real dog. If you're going to smoke weed and drink vodka, you do it outside. <laughs> yeah, you That's go fair. back there in the getting fucked up hut. Um, okay. No, but honestly, also kind of tying into what you said about just like, um, I don't know. I, I Actually, I don't want to break up what you said, but it does kind of tie into the whole like AA, like you, you're, you think your story somehow gets negated. Yeah, sure. The minute you go, well, that guy had real fucking problems. So what's my problem? What's well, my problem? Which is, I, I just want to say to mental health in general, that's a trap. There's a fault in that's thinking like that. That's a huge trap. Like, if you're thinking that and you go, I'm depressed. I'm so fucking depressed. I want to kill myself. I'm dealing with these issues. But man, I saw a story the other day about a guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. With He has no hands and no anus. And, you know, he eats his own shit and he fucks a dog and he's terrible. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm really bad at improv. <laughs> but, but let's just yeah. say he's No. <laughs> I actually love Pablo you Francisco. <laughs> I was such like, a deep say guy. Say any name. Say uh, any name, Dave. But I mean any like uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is the trap is like you just it's so easy. And that's that's everyone going through mental yeah. difficulties as you go. There's always gonna be someone who's got it worse than you. But that does not negate your own yeah. issues. That I mean, it's it's more, and I know it's trite almost to be like, "Hey, the reason you know the suicide hotline is so busy is because like people, a lot of people are going through this." Yeah, it's it's very relatable, and it's like, you know, I I, I kind of always draw this back to like human consciousness, like you being aware and being alive is a heavy burden. You're seeing all of reality and like having to deal with it and you know just and and if you have depression it's a it's a really fucked up filter to have to go through. And dude, can I be honest with you saying I don't think I've ever in my life one time acknowledged that specific trauma that I had. Uh and it I it feels Sort of like a breakthrough, saying it out loud. Truly, I feel like I just had one. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, dude, I in romantic relationships and in friendships too, I obsess over the idea that the person doesn't like me. I just... And that is so terrible for them. Dave, everyone it, loves you, man. Well, thank I, you. And I know that's uh, a simplistic sort of thing, and that's actually like something that... But I appreciate you saying hard, it. hard to like even hear, you know? Yeah, I uh no, I mean it thank you. It was wonderful to hear you say that especially at that moment. But like I know I know it now and I know that it's it makes everything difficult. Well, don't get too cocky. No, 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 no. I meant yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant knowing this like that I'm like this in relationships. I know, it's so crazy. Well, but wait, to get I uh, and deal with it. Yeah, I like know I'm like it, but I but I do wonder now if, like, thinking about, like, now I maybe have an even clearer idea of where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Maybe that will help. Because oh, yes. I literally, oh, it's yes. subconscious. I will be with a person and love them, say I love them, hear them say they love me. Yeah. I will, like, spend time with them, have a great time. And then at 
alt- at so many moments throughout the day, I'll be like, in the back of my head, why did they do that? It's because this is all a fucking lie. It's because they're fucking with me. Turns and, out um, I'm being punked. <laughs> yeah, this totally. is all an elaborate prank show where it's someone falls in love with me. Terrible. Now I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean that that's um, that's nothing that has an easy bow on it. Sure. Like that. I, I'm glad you're actually like really aware of that because that is like, it's exactly it's one of those traps of like you have to know how your brain chemistry is going to react to certain things. And the advantage of getting older is just knowing... It's like you're going through the same maze all the time. You know, your brain is just this specific maze. This is exactly how it's going to fuck up people or trick people. But, like, once you know those avenues a lot better, it's like, well, this is now just a Denny's, you know, <laughs> menu maze. It this, is isn't, this isn't hard. It is important to say, too, though, that that's, like, first step is knowing what it is. And then there's knowing what the problem is. Mm-hmm. I thought for a long time, like, it, when I realize what the problem is, then it's solved. And that's not how it works. <laughs> no, no. It, it's a lot of times just recognizing the thing over and over and over again. And, again, correcting that behavior yeah. kind of slowly. But but the advantage is you feel like you're more on top of your shit. Yeah. When you're actually addressing your problems head on, it gives you a sense of confidence. It gives you a sense of, like, I'm I'm not, like going you know rescinding i I'm, I'm actually addressing these things head on and that that gives you a lot of power yeah you know yeah so yeah yeah i mean please go to therapy whoever you are <laughs> seriously uh, so, something that we've been getting a lot from like listeners of the pod like this is a thing we oh. keep getting emails of is people saying and not in like a wow we're, we're awesome but like a lot of people have been letting us know that they've been going to therapy Yes. Because they've been hearing us just That's one of the biggest it, compliments that you know? we can get with this show. And I think that's great. Like I think it's great too. I, I and I'm not always like I know a lot of people have trepidations just financially because you know, you know, most people are fucking poor, dude. Like it's a, it's a hard fucking knock life. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it's not for me, dude. Fucking not. Ever poor, since dude. the Patreon's been going, <laughs> I've been, um, I've been lo- loving life. I think uh, by yeah, spe- I, yeah. speaking to that, I um, therapy is th- so good. Yeah. It's so good, and I think I brought them up on the show before. But if you are in Los Angeles, I can't recommend enough um, the Maple Counseling Center. It is um, the people, the therapists there are graduate students, so they are, and they are almost there. They're all almost have their PhD, mm. so they're good at it. They're just like. They have to like get hours of experience doing this. They just keep um, fucking up that one. They just keep last fucking up thing. one guy. <laughs> and, uh, kill yourself. I mean, don't kill yourself. Oh, God, damn it. <laughs> uh, I'll get the next one. I'll get the next one. And <laughs> Jerry, you're no. O for hundred. <laughs> but as a but as a result of them being grad students. It's uh, way less expensive, and you pay on a graded scale. So, yeah. like, Google them and call if you're in Los Angeles. You you do an intake appointment where you meet with like a they're a therapist, but they're a management person yeah. there, and they ask you they figure out your financial situation and which therapist you'd be best paired with. And um, dude, that's a great recommend. Oh, dude, it's big. I, I, we we have a lot of listeners in Los Angeles, so I'm sorry if you guys aren't in the city, but that that actually does apply to a lot of people who do listen. And here's another podcast. thing: there are graded scale places in most big cities, a lot of midsize and small cities. Also, if you're in a place where it feels like 
or it's small and it feels like maybe one, you don't have access to a therapist or two, it seems like your it would affect your life other people knowing that you're obviously going to a therapist or something, which yeah, sure, I sure. wish that shame didn't exist in right. this world, Let's but just it does. Be honest. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you, there is Skype therapy now that you can do from home with a therapist at your computer. You don't have to leave. Like there are ways to get therapy at my point. Doesn't it? <laughs> I know Stanhope kind of does some sort of bit about it, but it is always funny to me because I see that a lot, that the whole Skype therapy thing. It's like, uh, you think you're crazy? Just talk to your computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if this is 100%. But yeah, I mean, I think that the real... Uh, and here's here's some sort of kind of misconception I almost feel there is about therapy. You know, like not every therapist is going to be is going to be ideal. And sometimes you have to switch up. But really, the big thing is it's kind of on you. And it is about you doing a lot of dis- like discovery about yourself. Yeah, you know, like they're really not going to tell you that much about what you should do with your life. They're yeah. really there to listen and tell you if something's extremely insane, or just to kind of go, "You're right in this situation," or you have every right to feel this way, you know. And then you have to kind of go, "Well, fuck!" Someone just validated my feelings in that situation, so. How am I going to deal with that? You know, my boss was being shitty to me. How am right. I going to deal with that? Right. You know, like... You, it's also important to know, you know that for a great many people, your first therapist is not the right therapist. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can also just be honest with yourself like you are with everything in life and be like, okay, I got to try another therapist. And I did. Uh, my first therapist was, you know, I'm sure she's good for some people. That's the thing. Everyone's different. But it was weird. I learned... That I need to talk to a person who allows me to hold myself accountable for things. Whereas, like, that's the reason yeah, I'm no, not I've, good with I've AA. I've heard friends say that. That's very true. I, the, the reason I, I know that AA wouldn't work for me is that I'm not good with the, like, it's God's fault shit. I'm, like, not sure. or whatever. That's a really reductive <laughs> way of saying No, no, no. A, but, ba- a big reason I brought up with uh, my girlfriend is also I'm like, well, the way they kind of treat uh, atheism is a little... Especially in AA, there's other oh. programs, but AA is really reductive. I guess it's not God's fault. That's a bad way. But like for me, if I were to say like the way that I work, if I were to say this is a disease, it was out of my hands, I didn't do these things, my disease did, that would make <laughs> me crumble as a person because my identity is being someone who is like on top of shit. Uh, on well, top of that shit. Like, well, that's yeah. Like, that would be very humbling and like yeah. a really awful you know, but way to have to view yourself for some people, the way that their brains work, they like need to be able to remove themselves from it entirely to be able to process it and be okay with it. And that I understand. And that's why AA is fucking great for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that's also largely due to just life, you know, experiences like, you know, it's like, yeah, like, I mean, you are in a different headspace. Yeah. You know, like it's not like, you you know, there's any, grand reason other than just you you're you're wired differently and you've lived a different life you know um and uh yeah no i i get it uh where you have to be like this thing has kind of full dominance over me you know has full power and stuff and i mean i don't know uh 
I think the main thing with all of it, like almost no one would be like, oh, just go to meetings and you'll be fine. Like they're they're always like, go to therapy. Yeah. Do meetings also. But like I also just for the love of God, go to like a professional who can talk to you. Definitely go to therapy. Like, I just don't want to yeah. Personally for me, meetings I I've gone to one meeting in my life. I went to a codependence anonymous meeting and I was like, I don't think this is for me. Uh, I also don't think I'm codependent. I also and brought I, like 15 people with me. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think is weird. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, we fought the whole time. <laughs> All my wives and me fought. Um, I, uh, but. Sister tr- wives, why are you mad? I, it's just important, I think, to say that like that shit really does work for a, a lot of people. I've dated some people where like meetings change their life and uh yeah so just because hampton and i are saying that doesn't we don't mean to be rude about it oh dude before we move on i just want to say the thing that happened with that dude uh in eighth grade we were in a we were you asked me five hours ago about uh if like people were ever like you're never gonna fuck people um yeah yeah uh we had to sit in like groups of four at circular tables and this guy sits down and we're like not even really doing anything and he's like hey dave if you had a naked girl in front of you right now, what would you do? Oh my God. And I shut down completely. I was like, I'd shit on her. I don't, yeah. I'd shit down her throat. <laughs> I think I literally said, I'd kiss her. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? What am I supposed to say? I fucking don't know anything. That is, uh, I mean, but to be fair, I like, didn't jerk off till I was 38. I, I guarantee you, you pose that to like Elon Musk or like yeah. any like affluent person, be like, all right. Naked girl. <laughs> yeah, right. Top your top five Maxim hotties <laughs> are right in front of you. Right in front of you. And they want to ass naked. <laughs> you got raw dog hard Viagra penis. <laughs> what do you do? You'd be like, I'd build a rocket to get off, <laughs> to get off the planet. Um <laughs> and, well it's funny, I think any what? also anyone over nineteen would be like um, I would talk to her because uh, it's just not I mean, really my I, place I, to do anything she doesn't want. <laughs> the closest, the closest I've ever come, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, is like I was like at Spencer's Gifts and like looking at like band posters and like uh-huh. there's like oh, I naked love women story. or like a women in bikinis and like somebody like just stops me. He's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you know, there's like hot." girls on these posters <laughs> and i was like okay <laughs> he was like and then he just like started being like oh god damn like just looking at that just like fuck oh whoa like damn eric cartman walked into <laughs> spencer's gift uh, yeah <laughs> yeah man A different i that. jerk off in spencer's gifts just like you <laughs> You fucking tool. What an yeah, asshole. Yeah, I like get super defensive. I'm like, yeah, I jerked off a couple times while in here already, dude. I'm cool. <laughs> I saw that Stewie Griffin shirt and started busting <laughs> right away, dude. Oh, man. I lo- I'm even, dude, like, you know, every now and then, this happens luckily less and less in my life, but, it, but every now and then it'll happen to me with a comedian, and so I don't see it coming. They'll be like, you know, I fucked 
four girls last week, and I'm like, all right. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Crazy. That's awful. <laughs> you should get tested immediately. Yeah. Also, I'm, you know, uh, happy for you and all four of them, but the fact that you're talking about it that way makes me worried. <laughs> Seriously, fuck everyone if you want, but being like, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, why Dude. would you tell anybody? Yeah, yeah. I, bet- I drove four cars today. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know who that was who was bragging about all that? Jay Leno. <laughs> yeah. I, I drove four cars and fucked six women yesterday. What'd you do? You know, I got 900 women in my garage. I, I honestly <laughs> saw a picture of Jay Leno driving through Bur- driving through Burbank on just like a fire truck, and I was like... That is the saddest man yeah, I've well, ever seen. Well, you know, I just got to get every kind of car. <laughs> I it's like I'm in a parade every day for just myself. You hear about this? Would you? Did you hear about this? Uh, I uh, own cars. I mean, he's maybe happy, but sometimes I do wonder. Like, if it makes you happy, <laughs> yeah. that's the song I sing. Except in that voice, if it makes you happy, just like Cheryl Crow sang it. <laughs> She's we should read some emails. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, wanting to almost tease this, but um, we didn't get around to it. Uh, I'll try and get through this quick, but I wanted to read some emails that we've been getting because... We should read some emails. These have been incredible. So uh, feel free to emails, jump in e- at any emails. point because I have no idea how this is going to go. Uh, <laughs> so. And after this, we're going to read the snail mail we've been getting. <laughs> <laughs> we just got like a ransom note. Like They're all out. threats. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Dear suicide buddies, I want to come in you. We do keep it. Keep potting. We do get a lot of come threats. <laughs> Email us at come 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 at gmail dot com. Dude, see if that's um, taken. We are gonna get back to uh, doing episodes with uh, uh, some historical ones. Right now, I think we. Dude, knew, this episode has been great. We've been we knew we were going to do a late record, so I kind of was like, I don't want to overload you with history. Yeah. Like late at night after you've gotten off the road and you just shot something all these last two days. Also, we've so. been recording for a while now, and I also I still think I there are some things I should say about the tour because I met a bunch of fans of the show. Yeah, go. Should we maybe do that and then next week read a bunch of emails and take a whole episode to read emails because we've never done that. Yeah, you're right, actually. Uh, let's just uh, save that for next week. Because yeah. I have like three that I want to read, and that would maybe take an extra like 20 minutes or so. so and I have just a few to read them. So. I want to read too. Um, but <laughs> I want to read too. I, I want to read too. <laughs> I said I have a few I want to read too. Not just, <laughs> I want to read too. I'm a baby who likes suicide and my friends. Um, <laughs> None of that is untrue. <laughs> so, that's true. Yeah. I'm a baby. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, we've I'm only kind of just talked a little bit about like what's happened on the road, but like. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I, I do want to say at least quickly, first of all, a lot like a lot of you who are listening right now came out to my shows and. Thank you. Uh, it's like too many to list. Uh, it's crazy. Um, I mentioned in our short episode eight. last week. It was, it, yeah, eight. It, too many. To list. And I, that's too many names for me to remember. Um, no, like no shit. Every city I stopped in, people came up to me, dude. Yeah, and I've were been like, getting that. Too. I love the show. Yeah, and it was like it was wonderful. And a lot of people, yeah, said like. 
uh, I'm going to therapy or like it's helped me a lot. And I just, you just need to know, like when you say that to us, it's like, it's better saying the show helped you is better than saying you're funny. You know what I mean? (laughs) And saying you're funny is basically like giving a comedian $10 million. Uh, Also, can I have $10 million? (laughs) No, I know. Actually. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's great. And, uh, I want to give a, uh, Big, big, huge fucking erection. All, like from the rooftop, <laughs> shout out to at girl from Philly. Yeah. Who gave us two toy red Camaros. Uh, she drove from Philly to Williamsport, Pennsylvania, which is a four hour drive. Oh got a hotel my for the night. God. To, yeah. And not only did she get a hotel for the night. Uh, she got a hotel for a night in the same hotel that everyone from Mom Prom was staying in. That's right. I was in town the same night as Mom Prom. Wait. Which I had never heard of and is a real thing. I, I've never heard. What's Mom Prom? Well, mom? you know Prom. <laughs> And, and you know, know moms. moms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. I got it. You're right. No, no, no further explanation needed. You're right. It's a. It's. <laughs> it's when your mom gives birth to a prom. Yeah, totally. As we all know. It's when you weren't a mom, but you give birth, and whoa, prom came out. <laughs> We're gonna name you Junior Prom. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and uh, I think I'm I'm trying to like really crunch the numbers, really figure out a tour over this last month. That is actually what I've been kind of preoccupying myself, figuring out how we can do it in a way that'll uh, will make money and not have the most not sex. hate ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the sex across America. I have to bring sex across America. I have to bring my girlfriend, which sucks. Oh, so you get to have so much more sex than me. No, dude. Me and George will be your wingman. I didn't have sex one time on tour. Not one time. Not once. All right, quit bragging. Except with Chris. My girlfriend makes me fuck her. I don't. I'm. I'm, Huh? Why are you bragging? What? I'm not bragging. I'm again, really fucking again, sad. I think having sex is lame. Oh, I see. And I think being... I think it's torture. And it I hurts think being my a dick. virgin and going to heaven is cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> That's my philosophy. That way you can be one of the 72 people that has sex with a hijacker. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I can't. Ah, man, well, that joke felt real good. I feel really good I, I, about I that. I think uh, <laughs> if we do a, a Suicide Buddies like tour, uh, we're definitely going to stop in Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. no one's going to have to drive four hours from a major city to go to a lesser city. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not be that way about Williamsport. <laughs> Smaller, was it, was it shall tight? we not say lesser? Dude, was Williamsport was fucking. I what like, was the show? It was at an art gallery. It was put together by um, the comics in central Pennsylvania. I've known them for like shit, like five or six years now, I think. Shit. 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 And uh, they're great, man. There's this guy, Jeff Kunkel, that I met years ago when I co-hosted Sex Nerd Sandra. Uh, He started an open mic there, and during my first tour, I hit him up uh, and... Was like, do you want to do a show? And he was like, yeah. And I've been trying. I did that, and I've, every tour I've done since, I've tried to go back, and it hasn't worked out. And I was really happy to be back there, because um, those do. Du- I don't know, man. Yeah, those dudes are just the best. Every and- scene is kind of its own, like 
perfect jewel in a lot of ways. Like I really like I have nothing but love for like almost every comedy scene I go to. Yeah. It's always different in some in some way and it's just like it's great, especially to leave LA where you're kind of like dealing with your own bullshit. Doing shows here is a lot like just living in the heart of the beast and you're like, "Well, why weren't my friends at this show or who am I miss what am I missing out on tonight?" But to just go to another scene and be like, "Oh, this is like your guys' vibe." Yeah. And it's actually usually really laid back. Well, it's, it's, it's great. Really, well, yeah, and especially in especially in small towns, like especially everyone knows each other and they had to make the whole thing happen themselves. Like in the case of yes, these guys, absolutely. they made it happen literally out of nothing. There was no comedy happening. In the beginning, there was no comedy. <laughs> and then God made light. And then there was comedy. And God started giving the light at the back of the room. <laughs> I hate this podcast so much. <laughs> really? That was good. <laughs> I stand by that joke. Um, I looked at a, a, I Yeah, I... I just want to say who these guys are. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Jeff Kunkel, uh, Chris Rowe, and Kevin Siebert were the guys who helped me put the show together. Um, but also Bill Russum was on the show. And my friend John Smith, who made the Terrified logo, was also a comic there and now lives in New York. I saw him in New York, too. I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, yeah, it, the tour was wonderful. I got to see all these people uh, I haven't seen in a while that I've known from previous tours and met a bunch of new people. And, like, they're le- there wasn't a bad date. That's yeah. what's really weird. Yeah. I There's mean, out of that just like number of performances. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to yeah. happen. Totally. Yeah. Um, I did have, like, maybe the most explosive show was Wonder Comedy in Atlanta. And at that show... There was ISIS a, came. There was an <laughs> ISIS came and blew everything up. There was an asshole in the crowd at that show. Okay. But the show was so good that the whole crowd turned on him. And people were yelling at beautiful. him, shut the fuck up. Beautiful. It was There's amazing. really nothing more beautiful. <laughs> I know. I was watching I was watching clips just the other day of like shit shit like that where it's like it's amazing to watch when the audience is just like it's usually because someone's so drunk that they think they're like helping the show. They yes. think they're helping. No, he and didn't then, have bad and intentions. Then the, and then true. the turn is the whole audience being like you are actually ruining <laughs> all of this and then like drunkenly being like <laughs> like there's nothing more beautiful than a drunk person being like i'm helping wait a second oh the no. entire room hates me dude i even had the <laughs> moment like it was so clear because the guy was saying such rude shit man he was like he really thought he was just being negative and and that's funny anything negative you say is funny and which is just wrong every time but uh <laughs> He uh, not every time, but you get <laughs> it's it. weird. No, um, don't say shit. <laughs> yeah, at all. But he literally it started with him. I was just sort of playing around with him and it was fun. And then he was like, you can go ahead. You can go on with your stuff or something like that. And I oh, was right, like, right, right. I was like, oh, I was going to. Yeah. And he goes, tell a joke. And I was there like, it is. Oh. There it is. Those are the three words that make sir, me the most mad. Sir, I'm planning to. It's at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> There's one joke a show. You know, if I weren't to tell kidding. a joke, I would just say your name. <laughs> Here's a joke. My butt on your face. <laughs> bam. Bam. <laughs> 
Boom, you just got shit on. <laughs> uh, so uh, then, shit. What if we you had like a perfect one-liner in that moment? We you went, just have a Stephen Wright joke. We went back and forth a bunch, and then at one point, I was like, dude, everyone in this room hates you right now. And he literally said, I don't think so, man. I think only you hate me. With like a smile on his face. And I was like, oh, really? How many people in this room fucking hate this dude right now? And everyone cheered. Some people stood up. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> and that guy emailed us and then killed himself. <laughs> so yeah. that, that guy's name was Bud Dwyer. All dude, right, talk to you next week. That's a good get, man. That's awesome. Yeah, but I did feel bad because after the show, people kept coming up to me and being like, fuck that guy. And I wanted to so badly go be like hey man i know you were joking yeah please yeah. don't go home and feel sad I, uh, <laughs> i've had that a million times but you can't well my thing is like when i uh you know turn on somebody and just start like because my whole thing is i, I don't do anything mm-hmm. like that but it's like mm-hmm. if it necessitates it sure afterwards i'm like so fucking miserable yeah i'm like I had to be mean like i, yeah. I hate being mean like i hate going after someone and being like well, why did I have to go that way? Why couldn't I just been like you know jovial or whatever? Yeah. But to be fair, it it works, and you know, you know, comedy. It's like you know, there's blood in the water. It's like, what are you gonna do? Like, you gotta like deal with the situation. Yeah. You know, you're put in this. You know, a lot of people paid money. <laughs> That's always my first thought. It's totally. Like, everyone else here paid money. They they have plans for tonight. They've made time. Yeah. You don't get to fuck up their time yeah so that makes and this me needs initially to stop. mad that makes it, me mad immediately you know it and it absolutely needs to end yeah. what they're doing and then afterwards i'm like i didn't need to like talk about their family <laughs> you know like i right. didn't need to like well anytime you make anyone feel bad <laughs> you're gonna feel bad if you are not a sociopath yeah i go way hard <laughs> that's the difference oh sure <laughs> too hard um well anyway the general point is um, there were oh I got I got something wrong last week on our like f- 15 minute episode I said that I met a dude in Asbury Park New Jersey uh, who said that this podcast and terrified saved his life uh, that's true on that last okay. episode I said I hugged him and cried oh yeah I realized that I compounded two things happening <laughs> I did hug him and dude, I hope you're listening. I love you. It was so nice to meet you. That was so cool. We hugged. We talked for a while about all kinds of different things. Hugged again. I hope I see you next time I'm in Jersey or New York or anywhere in the area. But here's what happened. Like two weeks later, I was in a bar in Asheville, North Carolina, talking to two people I'd never met before who'd never heard of the podcast. Uh But they work in a recovery center that's on a farm outside Asheville that, like, cult helps. Got it. uh, Yeah, cult. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, That helps um, sort of like coach troubled teens who have really been in it. In like in a warm environment, back into being okay. Wow. And uh, yeah, it sounded amazing. And uh, so I was telling him about Suicide Buddies, and I was saying like, no, like I met this guy in New Jersey who told me that the podcast saved his life, and I fucking <laughs> burst into tears talking about it to them in the middle of this bar. <laughs> I'm just like weeping, dude. <laughs> 
slow. M. Night Shyamalan revealed their tape. Yeah, Turns out you were the crying bitch. Yeah, <laughs> the dude. Whole time. Anyway, have no idea why I didn't have sex on tour. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. Because you're trying to pick up people at bars by going, <laughs> well, you know, I run a suicide <laughs> No, I know. <laughs> I, I have the guy not kill himself last week. So... Uh, dude, that's so fucking funny. I just I mean, want to thank everyone for from the podcast yeah, for coming and, out and saying hi. And the next time, Hampton and I will do a tour. Hampton might do his own tour. And I know that, oh, dude, man, here's another great thing. There's so many fucking cool things that happened. Chicago was a lighter crowd than some of the other shows. And I expected that. Big cities are harder. But, like, the whole crowd was Suicide Buddies fans. I kind of so, figured. Yeah, dude. It was yeah. fucking awesome. And that's so, awesome. When they brought me on stage, she said like some of my TV credits and then said Suicide Buddies. And everyone was like, (laughs) so it turned the show into this weird thing that I don't think I'll ever be able to do this unless the crowd is like that. Mm -hmm. But like I was doing my material. But then if a joke didn't hit as hard as I liked, I would just be like, you know, if you don't laugh harder at that, I'm going to fucking kill myself. (laughs) And dude. that's the new tour, dude. <laughs> we threaten our, ourselves across America. We just go to every city and say, fucking do it. Buy a t shirt or we'll fucking do it. Sold out. It was crazy how well, how hard everyone in the room got it, except for my friend Steve's parents. <laughs> um, please, please don't. Whoa. Please Even don't. Steve was like, yeah, it was like a little. It was like a yeah. little crazy by the end. Well, yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. I can't wait to get out there with you. But I, I was going to say, like, you know, because people do just email us all the time with this sort of stuff. It's like, um, it's so great to hear that. But really, like, no doubt, like, don't ever get it, like, you know, twisted in your mind. Like, you're the one who's, like, you know, saving yourself. Yes, absolutely. You know, it, it's like... It's cool you found this thing, and it's like we're hoping to give some sort of perspective. But if if but you're you if it. you're actually putting yourself through, um, you know, recovery, it's like that's you know, give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah, man. You know, that's that takes a lot because we get emails from people who are really struggling with even just going the thought of going or or, or or addressing problems in their lives. You know, it's like there's a there's a huge scale. You know, I mean, for you no, to be coming from seriously. Know? Like, and I mean this. The simple act of seeing that there is a suicide podcast that is about mental health and being like, I am going to listen to that <laughs> is a victory for you. And I'm not kidding. Also, uh, one with maybe the worst title ever <laughs> of a podcast ever. <laughs> I know. I hate it now. We should change it to yeah, Suicide let's... Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Is Suicide Squad taken? Get in the fucks. How about that? Suicide Auto Girls? Fucks. Is that taken? <laughs> Suicide Girls. Oh, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> well, uh, this has been great to catch up, Dude, man. yeah. It's glad to be home. It is, it's, isn't it's it? It's glad to be <laughs> it's home. Glad to All be right, home. you're ready for bed. Yeah. <laughs> it puts the tour in the basket. <laughs> All of Dave's failed one catchphrases across America. I'm totally short-circuiting. It puts the suicide in the basket. You guys were listening. (laughs) You guys did listen to it, and it listened back. Um, Well, upcoming episodes. Y'all ever... 
Y'all ever eat ass? Y'all ever put headphones in your ass? <laughs> uh, upcoming episodes, we've got a bunch. Uh, we have a couple cults that we want to talk about. Yeah, dude. Uh, we have mass tragedies we want to talk about. Mm. I want to do one about a Nazi, which I was looking in today. I'm having second thoughts, but I think I know how we're going to do it. Oh. Uh, and, and a lot of people have been writing us in with great suggestions. So please keep writing us at buddies, buddies, buddies at Gmail. My next three were all in a ska band. <laughs> you know what? I was one of the things I was contemplating doing today was another band, and I was just like, "We did a lot of music. I got to give it a little bit of a breather." Yeah, yeah. The musicians. I don't we want to like, get into. I don't want to deify musicians as like, wow, so complex. I want to get into people <laughs> that are like into pottery. <laughs> you know who I want to do? Papa John's. <laughs> pa- <laughs> did you, by the way, know that? So much of the city of Des Moines, Iowa, was paid for by a person whose last name last name is Papa John. <laughs> Literally, their full last name is Papa John. Like the whole fucking art park is like this guy, Mister Papa John. <laughs> oh like, no! Wait, let me. There's no civic pride. <laughs> Yeah, well, dude. that's the park built by Mr. Papa John's. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me talk about something else while I Google this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, my city was founded by Dr. Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a James Bond villain that was very failed because he, he didn't have an eye patch. He just had a pepperoni slice over one eye. <laughs> Dr. Domino. See, I could, dude, I could rip around. His name hours. is John Papa John. <laughs> <laughs> One okay. If your middle name is Papa, that means no. your parents. No, his last name is Papa John. Is it one word? The John oh and Mary Papa God. John it's Sculpture Park. One word. Yeah, <laughs> it's one word. And unrelated to Papa John of Papa, Papa John's John. Pizza, the Papa John Sculpture Park in downtown Des Moines Dude. is actually super cool. I really want to. I mean, we're gonna when we do this uh, Nazi episode, it's gonna really tie into the alt right and like everything that's going on in America right now. But like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know if you've been following Papa John's Twitter. Uh, I've been on the road. Well, what was great is when uh, Mr. Papa John, the guy who founded Papa John's, <laughs> well, like pizza pizza sales went down. Did you see this on like Twitter, like just news this in the last couple months? Sales went down at like Papa John's, and then the the guy uh-huh. who's in all the ads, I forget his name, he came out with a statement. Mm. And he's like, "What's all these these black NFL players kneeling down and?" Ruining all the ad spaces, <laughs> like he just wow, like, he just like blamed black people. <laughs> oh my for god, his bad pizza sales, and like people just were like, no, it's, <laughs> just your pizza sucks, and like DiGiorno is actually good now. <laughs> Man, so and he was like, sales. this is America, and it's like a fifth of the price. <laughs> <laughs> And then Papa John's does a dancing video <laughs> yeah. where he's talking about America. <laughs> this is America. Have you guys seen that video? Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, check out the video. <laughs> check us out on uh, patreon.com slash suicide buddies. Write us a review on iTunes if possible. Rate us. Tell your friends. All it, that stuff. It, just only reason we say that is because, honestly, all that shit just... 
really helps. cumulatively helps. Like uh, it makes us feel like we're doing something good with our lives. And, oh, uh, hey, also and, uh, huge yeah. thanks to Meg Wright uh, at Split Cider for writing that fucking really nice review of us. That was cool. Did you read it? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, well, all right, guys. Uh, we'll we'll be back in biz uh, next week. Dave's, Dave's home. This is America. I have nothing more to add other than Dave's home. I'm home. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> all right. I love you, baby. Get in the zone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. We appreciate you and we care about you. So if you are ever having suicidal thoughts, we do take it seriously, and we would prefer that you go get help. Please call the number 1-800-273-TALK right now if you can. They're great. They will help. Suicide is not your only option. You are cared for. And thank you for listening. And see you on the next Suicide Buddies. Whether it's our hearts, lungs, or other organs, the word diagnosis tends to make us uneasy. At Kaiser Permanente, our specialists care for you and about you, working together, creating a treatment plan specific to your diagnosis and total health. So from primary to specialty care, find reassurance in a great team of healthcare professionals committed to your healthy recovery. Visit kp.org slash specialty care to learn more. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Main Atlantic States Incorporated, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852.